for one more opportunity to be in his house. Amen? For the, the privilege and the honor of standing proclaiming his word. Amen? I thank you uh, once again, Pastor Tim, for such anointed leadership, sir. I appreciate the presence of God in your life. I'm going to let you know that. Amen? I just thank God for everyone here, all of you. I love you with the love of Christ. And I'm, I'm so honored uh, to be here, to stand before you and to proclaim what God has, has given to me. Uh, as I look around the room, I see so many people, so many faces, and, and all I could hear the Spirit saying is, he's got more for you. I hope you're ready. Uh, Adrian uh, and uh, uh, Sarah also mentioned that about the year that God is going to just explode and blow the doors off everything you ever thought of. Uh, but I want you to believe that with all your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for all of you. I've got some of my family members here. That was my brother that jumped on the drums. Mark. <laughs> Thank God for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told him I need a little bit of drums, and he was preparing. Amen. My darling mom is here. I love her so much. Every time I stand, I have to acknowledge her because I... Uh, She's, uh, she's been such a, a great part of my life, and I would not be who I am without uh, the Spirit of God moving through her and dad's life. So I honor you, Mom, and I thank God for you. Amen? And all my other siblings. Hallelujah. As you all know, I'm a very time-conscious person, so I'm going to try to do what God has given me to do in the time allotted. Amen? I, I am truly excited. Uh, last Sunday, I, I, I ministered at... Actually, it's called uh, Kingdom Builders Worship Temple also in, uh, in Hartsville. And the presence of God was so powerful. It was just wonderful. And I told the folks, uh, it seemed like at different times in my life, God speaks in themes. He, he, and, and for this point, I feel what, what he's saying is to really begin to teach God's people. And a few months ago, and I mentioned this before, that scripture came to mind. My, my children or my people not suffer, but are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I don't know about you, but when God speaks, I listen. And, and anytime you see in God's word where God is speaking and he says, my people, my children are being destroyed, it should raise all kind of spiritual antennas in your mind. Because one, uh, you should be asking yourself, well, if I am God's son or daughter, amen? He is king of kings and lord of lords. Nothing comes close to him. Nothing touches him. And he is saying about his children, his people, that they're being destroyed. Now, that's got to raise some kind of a, uh, you know what I'm talking about? If my father was the most powerful being, not person, but being in the universe, and he's telling me, look, you're going to be destroyed because of what you don't know. Then the question bears asking, father, tell me what am I missing? Amen? Because if you... Being all-powerful can't stop this. Then I need to find out what it is I'm missing. And a couple of weeks ago, the, the, uh, the, the, the revelation of God's Spirit began to uh, sink in. So this morning, briefly, I want to talk to you about just three things. And I know that there's so much more to be said on that. And at a later time, I know Pastor Tim a couple of weeks ago actually started talking about faith. And it was so powerful, I was sitting in my seat like, yes. Be because I, when it comes to faith and God moving, I get excited. You know, uh, this past week in our family devotion, <laughs> we, we were talking about 
how could you tell when someone is excited about something? And one of my daughters uh, on the slide said, well, you, you talk about it quite a lot, Dad, like faith and healing. And yeah, I do, because it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's become a part of me. I told you before, every time I hear of God's people uh, being uh, taken for a ride, as I would call it, by the enemy, something inside of me really gets upset. Because I know that is not who God has called us to be. And the only reason that is happening is because we don't know. We just don't know. Amen? So I want to talk to you about a, a little topic I call TBS. No, I'm not talking about Turner Broadcasting System. I'm talking about think, believe, and speak. Amen? Think, believe, and speak. Father, I'm your oracle. I'm your vessel. I yield every part of me to you. Speak to your people. We need to hear what you have to say, God. We need your spirit. We need your presence. So do that which pleases you this morning. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. I would encourage you to write some of these scriptures down. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time because I, I, I have a lot of scriptures. And the reason being, I've always told myself, another scripture that jumps out at me. Paul says, or Jesus actually speaking, says, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen? What that says is there's going to be a lot of stuff you hear about. I know I mentioned this before. We live in the age of technology, the age of information. You are bombarded always. Facebook, Twitter, all this kind of stuff with information. But oftentimes, the revelation of God's spirit gets lost in the mix. Amen? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Now, we're going to come back to that later because it's very important. There's only one way to hear something. It's got to make a what? A sound. You're going to get that later on. Because that's one of those scriptures that oftentimes believers just don't understand. We quote it all the time. It's faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word. Yeah. That means the word has got to be spoken. Amen? Now, let us look at the first part. Thought. Philippians 4.8. One of my favorite verses. Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever... Things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Think on these things. Proverbs 23, 7. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh, where? In his heart, so is he. Just want to focus on that part. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Last verse having to do with thoughts. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of who? God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Now, years ago, I heard a preacher, someone was preaching, and they said acceptable means it's the least you can do. Well, I went back and studied that word, and the Hebrew meaning of that word is not the least. It means the most logical thing you can do. You know, oftentimes, Christians are viewed as people that are mindless. 
we just move and shout, hallelujah, you speak in tongues and fall out. But to a lot of the onlooking world out there, they often view us as not making sense. Like, why would you do that? Paul says presenting your body is the most thoughtful thing you can do. It makes sense. It makes logical sense. Let me show you why. He says, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, verse 2. And be not conformed or don't fit in to this world. Don't fit into the way the world thinks. Don't fit into the way the world operates. Don't fit into the way the world speaks. But he says, be transformed. Now, let's pause for a second. That word, transformed, I know everybody has seen the movie Transformers and so on. That word, the Hebrew word, means metamorphosis. The same kind of change a butterfly goes through. Amen? It's not just talking about casual. You know, you know, you have folks that are constantly changing. Like you go to church today, hallelujah, I feel renewed and revived. And two seconds later, two days later, it's like, what happened to all the refreshing? Or I went to church, I heard a great message. Pastor Tim preached the word. I'm, you just walk right out excited. Two days later, you see them. It's, that's not that transformation. He's talking about change, transforming change, change that take almost so much energy to revert back to where you were. You ever seen a caterpillar change or a butterfly change back to a caterpillar? It ain't happening, right? That's the kind of change Paul is talking about. He says we are supposed to be transformed. And you're wondering how. Well, he tells you. He says by the renewing of your mind. Now look at that word renewing. He didn't say by the newing, he says renewing, meaning to revert back to a new state of form. Now, you might be thinking, how could I go back to something new and I, I live in this flesh? I think Paul was talking about the beginning of time. When God created man, man shared a lot of God's DNA. He says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And then he breathed his spirit into the man. He didn't do it for any animal, no fish, no bird, just mankind. Amen. So the going back, the renewing is going back to a mind that Adam and Eve had. Hallelujah. What kind of a mind Adam had? I want to tell you something. Adam was such a powerful person. And Eve in the created state, God says, all this stuff I've created, I am giving you dominion and power over it. Last time we looked at authority. That is where God gave him all the authority. Amen? Not only some authority, but some of God's, not some, a whole lot of God's characteristics. Amen? I know most of us, as we live our lives, the enemy is trying to define who you are. The vast majority of the body of Christ has been defined by the world. If you look at how we think, how we operate, we operate just like. All right, I'll tell you this. When I'm finished here this morning, prophetically speaking, some of you is going to change your life. Amen? Because you're going to look and understand, wait a second, all this time I've been going to church, praising God, but I've been acting just like the world. And you think, well, I don't drink and smoke and all that. How have I been acting just like the world? I'm going to show you. Amen? So now. 
He says, be renewed by your mind. Get this mind that was in Christ, right? When that begins to happen, you are going to change. You understand what I'm saying to you? He says, when your mind is renewed, you will change. Here's a statement. You will never go as far as your mind will take you. You can't go. As far as your mind would take you, that's the farthest you would ever go. You've never seen a person who have grained, whether it's physical feats or, 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 or scientific experiment. If you look back in their lives, you will hear from a little boy, I dream, I thought of such and such and such. It started young as a thought. Amen. You might be wondering, why is this so important? Malachi, and I, I don't even think I gave them this word, this, this verse. I know it's a favorite verse for many. You know the ones I'm talking about? The one that God says in his word that, that, that people quote all over, I know the plans I have for you. Anybody know where that's found? Put it up there for me. Jeremiah, I think it's chapter 10. 29, 10. Now put it up there. I want to show you something. Because this is one of the verses in the Bible where a lot of the newer versions, they've changed it. Right? There it is. Now, if you look at a lot, now, that's why it's, it's important I said this a while back. I don't know if I said it here or not, but the Word of God is not to be read like a novel. It's to be studied. Amen? You don't just read the Word of God. You study the Word. Now, in a lot of newer translations, there's some things that have been omitted and changed. Now, in a lot of true uh, different translations, they said, "For I, I know the plans I have. Nothing wrong with that. But I like the original translation. Let me tell you why. God says, for, for I know the thoughts that I think. Now, if you were sitting here wondering why it's so important to watch how you think, God established it right there. He says, everything I do, it started with how I even thought. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace and of evil to give you an expected end. God led the way by showing us the power. What was that? The NWACP, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Listen. In the body of Christ, there's more wasted minds than any other place. Why is that you want? Why? Because we haven't figured out yet that part of God's DNA is how we think. Amen? He said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Dr. Bill Winston says something. I was, I was just overjoyed. He was preaching and he says, you know what? Jesus called the lion of the tribe of Judah. We, we consider the lion the king of the jungle. He said, but look at the lion. The lion is not the biggest animal. The, the elephant is bigger. He's not the strongest. Elephants are big and stronger. He is not the fastest. Cheetahs take that, you know, cheetahs got that. He said he doesn't even have the toughest skin. That, the hippopotamus skin is like extremely thick. But he says, you know what? A lion thinks he is. <laughs> As a man thinketh in his heart, guess what? So is he. You've got to understand that 
As you begin to think on God's word, it begins to transform who you are. Now, I'm not talking about some hocus-pocus transformation. I am talking about the creative power that God placed inside of you. Amen. That is why it is so very powerful. There's been many books written. One of the most powerful books, I think, is called Battlefield of the Mind. If you look, you see, thoughts becomes words. Words becomes action. Actions define your life. Amen. That is why it is so powerful for you to watch how you even think. Amen. You've got, to, you know, another scripture says, guard your heart or guard your thoughts. With all diligence from out of it are the issues of life. It speaks about the same thought process. You've got to watch how you think because that will eventually define who you are. Stop thinking small. Stop thinking that the enemy's got you. Stop thinking you have to put up with the lies of the devil. Stop thinking it. And begin to allow the word of God to transform you. Now, the second part I want us to look at is believe and speak. I've kind of grouped that together. Now, the heart of believe talks about faith. Amen? I know Pastor mentioned that a couple of weeks ago about it, it, praying is great. Fasting is great. All of that. But without faith, it is what? Impossible. Paul said it's not hard. He didn't say it's very, very difficult. He said it is impossible to please God. Even your very salvation. He that cometh to God must what? Believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Now, we're talking about believe and speak. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Hallelujah. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That word there, saved, transformed, healed, made whole. Amen? All of that. Now, read on to verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. But here's this part. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We're talking about believing and speaking. Let's read some more. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Mark 11, 23 and 24. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall what? Say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in, in his heart, but shall do what? Believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever what? He shall have what? Whatsoever he said. Now, you might be thinking, why is this so powerful? You know, yeah, I, I, I got to tell you. So sometimes I sit back and I look at God's people. You know, this morning we, we got together and we prayed. And I heard people mention about sickness. And this one is sick. And somebody says, well, I, I don't, you know, you're talking about the flu. Don't come next to me because I, I just don't want to get that. Now, I'm telling you now, this is transforming, right? Think what we just read. As a man thinketh in his heart, whatsoever you saith and you believe it, guess what? 
You're going to do what? It's right there. You shall have whatsoever. Who said? You said. We were at work this week, and one of my co-workers was telling me, you know what? The flu is hitting my home. You know, it's got my son. It's going through. And you know what? Right then the Spirit of God says, yeah, it's time for you to practice what you're getting ready to preach about. And he says, you know what? I said to him, it's not even coming close to my house. It's not coming there. In the name, you know, it's not. It's not, it's not even going to touch me. Why? Because I believe what the Word of God says. Amen? You might be thinking, you know, mom is sitting right here. Mom's younger brother, one of our favorite uncles. Love him so dearly. As a young man, oftentimes, you know, he wouldn't save at that time. And he would come home sometimes having a drink or two too many. You know, folks get too much liquid in them, you know, stuff started to happen. And he would act out. But my grandmother would say something oftentimes when he started cutting up. She would say, why don't you just, he had a motorcycle. She said, why don't you just jump in your motorcycle and go out there and get hit by a car? And, he, and she said that repeatedly. But you know, the family migrated. We came to the United States. And lo and behold, it wasn't what, months or years after we received that call. Uncle Owen died on his motorcycle. He got hit by a car. Knocked him about 20 feet up in the air. Came back down in his head. And he died. And I remember mom crying so, crying so. And she remembered that. She said, and grandma used to always say that to him. How about this other one? Somebody comes to borrow you, ask you for some money. You know, man, I'm so broke. I ain't got two brown pennies to rub together. Guess what? Keep speaking it. See what happens. Is it the word? I'm talking about, listen, like I said, this is not some theory. I am talking about God's word. What he has established. Stop speaking stuff over your life. Amen? Begin to take on the mind of Christ. When you feel a pain in your body, instead of saying, I got to get to the doctor right quick, you know, so and so. Look, put your hands on it. Look, the Bible says, by his stripes, I was healed. Amen. I'm not, ex you've got to be radical with this. Now, I told you a couple of weeks ago, where I, I used to have an asthmatic condition. When the Spirit of God came to me and I threw my inhaler away. Well, lo and behold, about three or four weeks ago, my daughter's sitting right there. Her inhaler expired. We went to get it filled, and somehow we had to call it in and all this kind of stuff. In the midst of all of that, we never got a call. And you know what? And I was sitting there, and I said, you know what? Enough of this. I called her. I lay hands on her. In the name of Jesus, from this day forward, you will no longer need inhaler. And I began to speak healing. She's sitting right there. <laughs> Baby, have you inhaled or wheezed ever since that time? Not a single. Speak in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen. You could come and hear the word of God, but until you get it down inside of you, the devil is going to watch you come here and sing your songs and run around and fall at the altar. But when you get out of here, he's going to eat your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner until you begin to understand who God has created you. You see, shouting and singing and all that, that is great, but that don't move God or the devil. What moves God is the faith inside of you that you operate by the principles established in God's word. Let me tell you how powerful that is. There are natural laws and there are spiritual laws. One of the natural laws is gravity. I could stand here and say, I don't believe in gravity. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
Jump off a building, guess what? Somewhere between the ground and the air, I'm going to figure out it works. What has been happening to the body of Christ? We say stuff that defies spiritual laws, but we expect it to work. We are wondering, well, I've been suffering for this for eternity. Why am I not getting healed? And every time you speak, oh, you know I'm battling this whatever. I'm battling the gout. You know I got this gout. I've been had it for years. My mama had it. Daddy had it, you know. You know. Begin to speak the word of God. Amen. John chapter 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Here's another principle. You've got to speak God's word. He says his word. He says the words that I speak, they're spirit and their life. Amen. When the devil came to Jesus, he says, you know, all this stuff. He quoted the word. It is written. On top of that, he says something that's so powerful. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word. Meaning your life has got to be reshaped by the word of God. So oftentimes, we look into Hollywood. We look into Facebook. We look into Twitter to shape who we are. Let your mind be shaped by the word of God. Because he says, if you abide my words, not CNN's word, not Fox News word, not whoever word, but the word of God that's working inside of you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done. The reason we're not asking, we don't have the word of God. Get pumped and filled with the word of God. Amen? So that you can ask what you will, and it shall be done. I'm going to close this out. The last part, the belief part. Amen? It is very important. Life and death, or death and life. Anybody ever heard that scripture? Death and life is where? So we thought that was written in the word of God just for us to read it and look at it nicely. Folks, this is happening day in and day out. God's people. I'm not talking about the world. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I am talking about God's people. We were raised up. Every time you come to mom or dad, something is hurting. Before, it, get the oil. Let's pray over it. We're not even trying to characterize, uh, characterize it or define. Let's pray over it. Why? It don't belong here. We get too often. With the, we want to know what it is. We want to get diagnosed. Look, I, folks, I am challenging you here this morning. Amen. Your faith has got to be radical. I spoke about that the last time. What it means. It means violence. We are supposed to be violent against the enemy. When you hear something that contradicts the word of God, you've got to be violently opposed to it. Uh, why? Anything. Here's this. Anything that goes to God's, God's word is considered an evil report. When Joshua sent out the spies... Two of them, Joshua, I mean, uh, Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. The other ones, Moses says, they gave an evil report. What was the evil report? They said, we see giants. In our eyes, we look like grasshoppers. God had already told them, this land is yours. God says, they gave an evil report. Y'all going to get this. Now watch this. Every time you speak something that is contrary to who God's word says you are, you're given an evil report. I want you to think about this. Every time your son or your daughter comes and say, Mommy, I feel kind of such and such, and you say something that contradicts God's word, you have just spoken an evil report over their life. Every time you go to work and have a bad day, 
Instead of speaking and saying, you know what? I am a child of God, created in his image and his likeness. I don't let the atmosphere defy me. I defy the atmosphere. I told you that when the Spirit, the Spirit of God gave me that revelation months and months ago. When I, I ride to work every morning, I begin to pray in the Spirit as I, every single morning without fail. And as I'm driving to work, I begin to confess over the kind of day I'm going to have. I don't, be, oh gosh, I don't let, I don't care who it is, horrible bosses, crazy co it doesn't matter to me. Why? Because if I'm riding to work, I'm already setting the atmosphere. I'm already sending angels ahead of me. I'm going to have an awesome day. I'm going to meet every goal. I am powerful. I define the atmosphere. Wherever Christians are, true Christians, you are supposed to be defining the atmosphere. Amen. Now. Hosea 4, 6. Somebody find it. 6 and 7. We're going to read this and then we're going to close. Amen? I told you guys before, about a month ago. Now, I've read this scripture all my life. But it wasn't about a month ago until it really, the, Spirit of, the Spirit of God kept impressing this on me. My children, my people, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I was like, okay, God, I've heard that one before. But he says, I want you to look at it. He says, you guys, he spoke to me, y'all, you know, we say down south, y'all, y'all are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, so I read this and I read this and then I looked at that word, destroyed. You know what destroyed means? The Greek, it translates you are being silenced. Now, I've read this all my life, Pastor. But it didn't dawn on me at that point. That's what God was telling them. How are we silenced? We accept all kind of nonsense from the enemy. We don't speak God's word. We go to offices. We go to offices and folks are making all kind of dirty jokes, saying whatever they want to say. And as Christians, what do we do? We cower in the background. We, we come across people who are just mean and nasty. And what do we do? We sit back. We are silenced. We accept that. Listen, you and I, we are nobody's garbage can. Don't you understand who you are? You begin to speak stuff. I don't care what it is. Listen, from the time I've started working to now, every single report, every single review I've ever received has been one of excellence. I'm not saying that to boast or brag. It's because as a young child, I realized that what I said have power. And I begin to speak it. I don't care what job you do. Begin to speak. God says, you shall be the head and not the tail. Amen. That means if you work in a job and you feel like the tail end of something else, you better begin to speak over your life. God, that is not what your word says I need to be. I will confess and speak it. And when you speak it, it begins to change the atmosphere and bring. He says, my will be done. Amen. Your will be done in heaven as it is on earth. When we begin to speak God's word, it brings heaven's atmosphere into our reality uh, last verse i know we, we, we read it a, a, a while back it says we are part of his kingdom and his kingdom rule over what all the kingdom that we're a part of supposed to rule we are supposed to absolutely dominate y'all hear what i'm saying and in case you hadn't figured out right now i'm not talking about a race 
I'm not, ta- uh, I'm not talking about your economical background. I'm not talking about whether you were brought, brought up in the South, the North, or in South America like I was. It doesn't matter. I am talking about God's culture. You are a part of the kingdom of God. Wherever you are, that is the kingdom that's supposed to be established. I am challenging each and every one of you this morning. Watch your thoughts, first of all. Kick it out. Kick it out. You're sitting there, and that thought comes in your mind. Kick it out. Say, in the name of Jesus, I reject this thought. Kids, if you're in school, and oh, you're going to fill this class. No, in the name of Jesus, I will not flunk this class. I'm not a flunker. I am a winner. I reject that thought. You feel sick, and the thought becomes in your mind, well, my mama had such and such. If Yeah, she used to hurt right here. Oh, I'm hurting too. I got what my mama had. No, reject it. Kick it out. In the name of Jesus, I am a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are made new. Amen. I don't suffer from high blood pressure, arthritis, lung cancer, whatever. It shall not come nigh my dwelling. Your son or your daughter comes in sick before you allow that thought. Begin. I reject it and speak the word of God. And I promise you. Yep, I can do that. Why? Because God's word says, I promise you, you will see a change in your life. Y'all better start. Listen, don't do this stuff out of this. The reason we don't speak God's word is why we don't believe it. The reason we don't have faith in God, why we don't know it. You cannot have faith in someone you don't know. Amen. I can't have faith to sit on that pew unless I believe in it. this is going to hold me up. We've got to know that. The scripture that says, they that know their God shall do what? Exploits. Where we stumble is the no part. We don't know him. You, you, you can't do exploits until you know God. Write it down, folks. Write this stuff down. Go home starting tonight, tomorrow. Begin to rehearse it in your mind. Speak to yourself. Every time you walk by the mirror, oh, there's an anointed son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me get another look. Hallelujah. As you're riding in your car, as you're listening, do whatever it takes. I told the folks, I go to the gym. Now what I've started doing, I got my headphones on. Everybody's walking around with me. I got the word of God speaking. I'm listening to Dr. I'm listening to anybody that talks about faith. Anybody that talks about the power of God. Anybody I am oh, let me That is how I spend my time, folks. What happening? It will regenerate and renew and transform who you are. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks, oh God, because your word says you are El Shaddai. You are omnipotent, all powerful God. When your son Christ died, he says, all power is given unto me. And we have that same power working inside of us. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Come on, stand with me all over this place. Lift your hands. Listen, 